All right. We are throwing it back to 2019, our first ever guest on the podcast when it was actually called the Learn Lead Podcast, Mr. Mike Lisi. So much has changed since then. Our podcast has blew up. Mike's businesses have blown up. Dude, thank you so much for coming back on. Oh, of course. And thank you guys for having me. How long ago was it exactly? I don't even know. Was it four years or is it three years? Yeah, like, I can't remember. Yeah, it was like January of 2020, maybe? Like right before COVID. No, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. And we were like, we were trying to do all these crazy things like hook landing up virtually to the computer, have you come in and like work with all these mics. And now it's just like, dude, we're, let's just do it virtually and make it make so much more sense. Yeah, of course. Like the rest of the world as well. Yep. Which, which makes running businesses a lot easier too, by the way. For sure, man. So yeah, let, let's hop right into it, man. So I know our, our uh, listener base has heard your story. If you haven't, go back to the first ever episode and listen to Mike's episode. But for those that already know, fill us in on what's been going on. So like we talked pre-COVID, you owned a gym during, yes. during COVID. So that, that's a crazy experience right there. So I want to hear about that and then how you were able to open up multiple businesses after that. And all the pivots that you're making so far, plus all the business that you're growing today. Yeah, of course. So when COVID hit, actually, um, you know, it obviously sucked for gyms because what happened was they had the they had the four stages of reopening, and they didn't put fitness anywhere. So it was kind of scary. Like they had like every business listed in the four different buckets of like reopenings, and when they didn't put fitness, I was like, wow, like, this kind of sucks. Like when is fitness ever going to reopen, right? And I actually had like I actually for a moment thought about like closing down my gym like permanently just going virtual like fitness and you know just going that route and thank god we didn't because i think the world's really coming back now in person people want that in-person feel so what we did is during covid we ran classes outside we brought every morning we get there super early like 4 30 and get all of our equipment and bring it outside like literally bring it outside and we had some really cool classes though we got a membership you know everybody most of our members are amazing and they kind of just stayed on the membership because we, you know, we did provide the service. We were at parks, we were outside. So we were able to keep most of our business, thank God. And, you know, we did some one-on-ones as well. We brought everything out. So, so that was good. And then after that, we kind of, we were already in a groove. So it was easier for us once like everything was coming back to life. Like we just kind of really gelled and kind of took off from there. And our business really actually, to be honest, like probably grew like, like probably like, 30 to 40% after those next two years, you know, the next two years. And we've already been open for like six years before that. So, so it was pretty cool. And then, yeah, after that, after the gym thing got going, we opened up another, another curbside, which I think was, I can't remember. I think it was about a year after COVID we started opening up that. Yeah. And uh, that's in plain view too. Yeah. I mean, so, so like that you were just opening up curbside when we had first talked the first location. And so, yes, not only did Mike have to go through COVID and repivoting with his gym, but then also curbside part of it like burnt down at some point, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So curbside, yeah, we opened it up um, in September of, I think it was 2019. Yeah. September 2019. And then obviously COVID hit, but luckily for us, like our name was curbside. Like, so like it actually sprung us up Like curbside delivery, curbside pickup, like, we like ranked on Google very high. It actually like, grew our business a lot. And then I think a year after, I think it was last, yeah, it was in 2021 maybe, um, we had a fire, unfortunately, and it sucked. It really sucked. And it took a while to get our insurance money too for anything coming back to us. And it wasn't even close to what we like, would normally make. So it really actually hurt us. And 
what sucked about all that is we signed a lease on the next curbside like the Friday before the fire and we had a fire on Tuesday. So we were already like in that. We couldn't get out of that. And it, it sucked. It really did. But we found ways to raise some money and keep it going. We paid all of our workers. What we did was we had our, our workers, our staff, help build out the next location. So it kind of worked that way. We made a bunch of pivots, obviously, in that in that sense to kind of just keep keep it going. Because the hardest thing in a, in a restaurant business is keeping your staff happy and keeping them work. Because if they don't have work, they're going to go somewhere else, right? So we have to hold on to our main four guys. And that was our main focus throughout that, for sure. When you're when you're going through these times of uncertainty, like these are high levels of uncertainty at some points. How do you stay kind of I don't know what you want to call it in neutral? How do you stay, you know, how do you handle these 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 experiences when 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 uncertainty strikes? I feel like there's always uncertainty, honestly. Like there's always going to be like and, and the more you grow, it's funny like like the more your businesses grow, I just feel like the uncertainty kind of almost increases sometimes because I think you, you naturally take bigger risks, right? I think as an entrepreneur, you're just like uh, ready to take risk and keep on taking risk. And I, I guess you just kind of, I think like as a CEO, like your main job is to just focus on today. Like, what can I get done today? Like, you know, like you're okay. Like, like yesterday, if you're aware of what happened yesterday, but what happened yesterday, like, but what can we do today to just go? Right. And that's, I think you have to just keep that going over and over. Cause if you get caught up in, the good or the bad from yesterday. Like you're losing the stuff on the day ahead of you. So that's my, that's my biggest thing. It's like, let's, all right, it's done like today. Turn the page and just go. And turn back uncertainty, like, you know, and with like, I'm pretty much taking everything I've, I've created and made right now and I'm throwing it into a new business right now. So it's like, I think it's just entrepreneur spirit. To be honest yeah. With you. Well, so I, no pun intended, right? But like, as fires pop up in, in your business to put out, no pun intended, right? But like, yeah. How do you manage the fires that pop up in the different businesses and managing kind of your time and, and, and where you're spending your energy throughout your day with multiple businesses that sometimes don't really overlap at all? Yeah, I think, I think so like, so like with curbside, I'm very blessed to have really, really, really good partners and we have a good system in place. So like that, that really handles most of that, to be honest with you. You know, in the beginning, it was more working about, but we have great leaders within our business. So, so that helps. But I think with any business, whether there's, fires or not or, or just you know for freedom like you got to set up proper systems and, and operations and that's the biggest step and i think there are stages of your bit of a business is that those, those year to three years of grind mode where you're just working you're in your business you know non-stop non-stop working and then after that you know your revenue has kind of increased a little bit and you know, now you start putting on a team you start building a team and building operations you know every business is different timing wise but it's really about Kind of, and then where can where can leads come in from? Where can new people come in from? And how can we manage those people? And then how can we make them successful forever and stay with us forever? So there's a lot, you know, it's just setting up your team, and setting up your staff for success. Mm-hmm. One one of the things that I admire most about you, Mike, knowing you for maybe five, ten years at this point, is like yeah. no matter what's going on in your life, one nobody could ever tell because you just always stay in neutral so well, and your commitment to serving others is unparalleled man like through all the ups and downs you're constantly looking to really help somebody out so like where where did you adopt that philosophy and how big it has been like your reputation and building relationship capital in the community been for you building that building that relationship in the community is huge and that's everything to me you know it's just it's funny it's like there's there's obviously like many things it's funny, like when you go into other businesses, you watch how they treat you and you watch how they treat and you kind of study about how, you know, and the good ones are always the ones that treat you right, right? And that's where I kind of look at it. And 
but it's got to be genuine though. You have to actually care about somebody and care about what you're doing, right? So I think it starts with first caring about what your business is about, what you guys stand for, and what you try to provide. And then you know you can't just you can't hate your business, right? So once you have that down, then it's like okay, this is our mission, this is our values. Let's kind of just like play those every day and live by those values and live by those missions, right? And there, the answer kind of falls in place. You know, that's how I look at it. I love it, man. I love it. And it's, it's afforded you the ability to continue to grow. So let's talk about that. What's the next venture? Yeah. I know you're opening up a new business. Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. My next venture is very exciting and really, I'm really excited about it. It's my next, you know, like main thing, my main focus. You know, I've been fortunate enough to learn how to grow graph into a better operation where I could leave it a little bit more. Right. And, you know, honestly, it's not even leaving it. It's more like, you know, I'm working from the back. We just had a team meeting before this, like, you know, on, on Zoom. You know, it's very convenient to do that. So moving forward, next four life training is something that I think is really missing in the fitness industry, to be honest with you. You know, you have your orange theories, you have your F45s. And I don't know if you guys ever took any classes at one of those. And there's obviously, they're tremendous, amazing businesses, right? But in terms of actual training, um, they say strength training, but it's not actually strength training. So what I'm trying to do with Next Four Life Training is really bring strength training to the general population. And we want to expand it. We want to have, you know, our goals are, you know, to have, you know, way more than one location. That's our, that's our main, you know, that's our focus with it. I'm not scared to say that because I'm okay to, to fail, you know. I'm okay with that, but, you know, that's my real goal with this. You know, if I had one location, it really, wouldn't really be a success in my in my eyes. But anyways, in terms of what it is, is, it's going to be 16 people in the class. What we designed it is there's four pods and there's going to be four people in each pod. So it kind of gets that small group intimate feel. And there's going to be barbells involved in the pod. It's going to be barbells, lat pull down pulleys, manual treadmills, which are really cool, skiers, salt bikes, dumbbells, kettlebells. It's going to be, you guys are former athletes, really think about it as like strength and conditioning of your college, but for adults. Mm. You know, because it, and it's like that, and that's it's missing. Like when you walk into the gym, you're gonna have your weights for you. You're gonna have your numbers for you. It's not gonna be any guesswork. It's gonna be grab dumbbells for 45 seconds and press them. Like it's not. That's not what it's gonna be. It's gonna be real training. You know, kind of reminds me of college football. Like you, yeah, exactly. You get you storm in that weight room. Everyone's fired up. You got your you got your group of four at each rack, and you're just you're just you're just nothing but grind for whatever however long you're in there for. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's organized and we're going to do more than just in the gym. It's more like we're going to have seminars about mental health inside of the gym. Like we're taking a different angle. It's like not just in the gym, right? We're going to teach you how to, you know, how important sleep is to your body, you know, hydration, nutrition, everything that goes in, inside of it, right? Because it's, fitness is not just physical, right? I think everybody knows that now. I think everybody's realizing that now. So we're trying to bring it to all aspects. And we think this can help with the whole you know, mental crisis, mental health crisis going on. Like this could help. People need to train need to be in a community of like-minded people who want to be successful. I love that, man. So, so that begs the question for me of like, how do you intend to go to market here from an actual marketing and advertising standpoint? Because, you know, I love the concept of, for me personally, that's something I would gravitate towards. But for the yeah. retail gym goer, how do you intend to land the message to them? Yeah, it's very, it's very, very hard. And we're going through it right now. We just started pre-sales actually for it. So. We should be open like mid-June to just start selling. We have like 15 people sold in the first week, which is pretty cool. You know, it's a new concept, right? There's no backbone to it. So what we're trying to do really is just explain to them that it's really, so we're really just right now over the phone, we're not bringing in all the mental health stuff because it's hard for people to understand if you have a set location. 
So for now, we're just trying to tell them that, you know, it's real strength training. We're going to come here. You're not going to give them no number in the, in the gym. You're going to have all your stuff listed for you, your workout listed for you. You're going to be an actual member. It's more of a personal feel in group fitness, like personal training in group class. That's how we really look at it. Hmm. I like it. So do you see it like next for like the training style being its own category of training? Like you got CrossFit, you got hybrid types of trainings. Like, do you, is that a vision there or is that? It just um, not, necess- not necessarily. I mean, but I would just, I would call it strength and conditioning, really, to be honest with you. We'll end with those like, you know, five to 10 minutes, you know, finishers and, you know, people crave that sweat and that out of breath feeling. And, you know, listen, that's good for you, of course. But, you know, as you guys, you know, you, know, you guys train, it's not everything, right? Like proper, proper training and proper strength work is, is, is huge. And our main thing is building muscles and, you know, not looking like, like biceps bigger or stuff like that. You know, our, our partner, uh, we partner with Dr. Gabrielle Lyons and she's all about, you know, muscle as medicine. She has a huge following and she's very excited about the brand as well. And she's going to help us, you know, be an ambassador. And, you know, she helped with the progress, with the programming a very little bit, just kind of checking some boxes off just so she can see it, you know, and nutrition wise as well. So I, you've mentioned partners a couple of times. I did have a question just about partnerships and what that has done for you as an entrepreneur and, and what your kind of like your process is to evaluating whether a partnership makes sense or not. And just your experience with partnerships, how have partnerships impacted your businesses and your career? And uh, you've kind of alluded to it a couple of times, like maybe just expand. Yeah, of course. Of course. And partners, yeah, partnerships can be, can be tough, but like the way I look at it is, is it's, it's funny. Like where we're starting out next four right now is we have, we have about five partners total. My brother-in-law, John, my partner, Jay, and then Dr. Gabrielle Lyons, and then, and then Kayla, who is an instructor at Barry's Boot Camp, and she has her own gym as well. But what I said to them in the beginning, like in, like when we first started out, like, my guys, like, make sure, like, the main thing here is we all have fun. As long as we're all having fun together, we're gelling together, right? That's really all that matters to me, right? And make sure that, you know, people fit the pieces, of course, right? You know, finding strategic partners that can fit different pieces of the business is huge. And I think that's one thing that I'm pretty good at is, like, kind of forming that, forming that team. And that's one of my strengths. But yeah, we have, it depends, you know, every business, but for, for next four, we have a really good team in, in every single aspect. So we talked about Mike, the entrepreneur, but what's next for Mike Lisi in your personal life? I know you just got married recently. So congratulations yeah. on that. Thank what's you. What's it that you like to do? And like, what, where do you want to see all this business success? Like what, what's it all for? Yeah, of course. So like I, I picture this as hopefully being my, my last like brick and mortar business and, you know, having, you know, I really want to hit it off big with this one and, you know, have a nice, have a really nice brand and hopefully it's, you know, hopefully it's nationwide, you know, you know, God willing. And that's, you know, that's what I'm going for. But my end goal, you know, I think it all comes back to what do you like to do? I like to help people. So my end goal is really just business coaching. That's what I want to do in the end. So, you know, hopefully this, this thing goes, goes great as planned. And, you know, after that, you know, we have plenty of people within our partners that can step up and, you know, be the CEO and be the leader of this company. So I'm not worried about that. And then, you know, after that, that's my, that's my envision myself doing, you know, maybe in five years, six years, just doing business coaching because I do it now. I have about, I have about five to eight clients right now, but I kind of stopped it because of my focuses on my businesses right now. I still keep those people that I have, but that's my main, that's, that's what I like to do best. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, coaching. as it should, because I feel like the, the market is too saturated with business coaches who actually haven't been growing businesses or aren't actively growing businesses. So you're doing it the right yes. way because you're earning your, you're earning your stripes to be able to actually coach people in business. Yeah, exactly. And I have experience in every single different area in terms of, you know, like the construction build out, like 
things you can't you won't even think of like the marketing like you know i i, I do love marketing too that's like one of my one of my key roles in most of my businesses and so like a lot of people that own businesses don't have experience in that kind of stuff like construction build out and marketing so like that's something that i'm learning over the years and i keep on learning over the years so i can provide value in a lot of different areas yeah when is a mike lisi podcast coming that's my question <laughs> i would love to i've been I've, been trying to do that a couple of times i'm like i don't have enough time and i i really don't have enough time so it's like i don't know maybe maybe when i when i really solely focus on the business coaching i will have a little bit more time to do that and it will also help build me some some leads into that business to be honest with you so that's how, how i kind of envision it so probably about five years i would say but not to say that i'm not making some content you know before that so it's kind of getting ready to go before it's actually released so managing all these businesses and, and, and all these ventures, how do you, is it a integrated approach with your personal life? Is it a, is it a, you know, complete, complete, you know, separate space for you, like an off switch? Like how do you integrate your personal life with your entrepreneurial life? It's, yeah, that's the, that's the honest, that's honestly the, uh, the toughest part by far is that is what you said, you know, like managing it and, Luckily, my wife is amazing and she really understands, you know, what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. I think that's key for a lot of entrepreneurs because if you do pick the wrong partner, that could be, it can go really south. And then you know, if they don't support you on that, because it's a crazy, you know, it's crazy. I'm not, you know, I'm out of the house early. I'm back late you know, mostly every day, at least for now. And, you know, there's constant work to be done. So managing that is, is, is super tough. I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's not, you know, it hasn't been perfect, but I think one thing that, really helps me is a simple task of just doing a nightly brain dump where I just kind of put down everything that's kind of on my mind for 10 minutes. Learned that from one of my coaches before and it sounds silly, but it really helps. And then scheduling your day strategically, like having a calendar for everything you're doing, just so you kind of know what you're doing. And then it's like, at the end of the day, you're not like, oh, did I do that? Did I do that? It's not, you, you have your schedule for a reason. I think that helps you kind of break away a little bit. Let's talk about the the relationships and entrepreneurship a little bit more because this is something I think is extremely valuable, not just for us, but for everyone listening as well that has relationships. It's not easy for sure. But what are some ways that you've been able to, I don't like the word balance, but make sure that you're still making your relationship a priority, making sure that your partner knows that she is a priority, depositing into that bank account per se. What are some things that we can do to make sure that we are letting our partners know that we still love them while we're still trying to build an empire. I, I think it still comes back to what I said before is like making sure that person in the beginning really understands what you're going for. Number one. And then when they do, it's like, okay, of course, like you've never stopped, you know, doing what you did in the beginning with that person. Like I, you know, we still, we still go on like in our weekly dates, we still do all that stuff. Luckily she's off on Sundays and Sundays I have a little bit more time. So we, you know, we spend quality time on Sundays and, you know, it's, you know, I'd be lying if I say it was, it's been easy to, you know, to turn off the business mind, but it's just a work in progress, to be honest with you. There's no, like, I wish there was like a magic reason or a magic way to kind of, you know, turn off, but there's really not. It's like stuff can pop up any second. And, you know, I think like, it's like one of my main goals is to have a flip <coughs> phone by the time I'm 40. So that's a, that's a huge goal that I have. And that's going to kind of, you know, I don't know if it's going to be possible. But if I could have somebody running my phone and running everything else, that would be amazing. I just have a flip phone. I don't want to be texting anybody. Yeah, so it just kind of, it really comes back to like that, you know, like your your significant other and your family and and the close friends you have being in alignment with your vision and understanding and believing in your vision to almost respect the fact that 
we're making sacrifices right now for long-term growth and, and whether it's wealth or freedom, whatever that looks like, maybe both, they just, they have to be bought into that vision as well. You know? Exactly. And like my friends understand that. Like I really don't see my friends that much at all, to be honest. It was my, my birthday actually this week, a couple of days ago. So like this week, this Saturday, I see some of my friends I haven't seen in a while. Like they understand. They always just pick up where we left off and kind of just, just like that, you know, they, they don't understand what's going on. So Yeah. So a question we like to ask all our, all our guests now, and when you came on, as everybody knows, we were the Learn Lead podcast. Now we're the Consistency Wins podcast. So we always like to ask our guests, what does consistency mean to you? Hmm. What does consistency mean to me? So I guess consistency is just kind of doing your task every day that you know it needs to be done, whether whether you like it or not. I mean, I guess that's kind of what it, I guess that's kind of what it means to me. It's just really just you know getting the job done, right? It's just there's going to be so many things that pop up throughout your day, especially if you're an entrepreneur throughout your week. But it's just getting the work done and blocking out time, you know, to get that work done. You know, like I said, scheduling the time. So if you don't schedule your time, you're kind of especially if you're an entrepreneur, you can go do whatever you want. Like right now, I can go do whatever I want, but like I know that there's going to be failures in other areas. So consistently tracking myself, tracking my you know, whether it's like you know, my workouts or my sleep, I have the, you know, the roof band on or something like that. I guess data helps you with consistency and business numbers as well. It helps me be honest with myself. Yeah. And it's a recurring theme. We've, we've had the privilege of asking over 200 people this question. And it all comes down like the one thing you hear a lot is like whether you like it or not, whether you have the time or not, or like whether you feel good or not. It's like, that's what happens when, if you want to be at the stage that Mike is or at the stage that all these other entrepreneurs are at, like they just do the work, even if they don't feel like doing it more times than not. And that compounds over time and you literally can't lose by doing that. So thank you. for true. That's true. Yeah, you know, of course. And I, I guess it's like keeping the prize and, you know, keeping your eyes on the prize always like, you know, like, why are you doing this? Right? Like you said, like just kind of getting back to the reason of why you're doing this. Absolutely, man. Dude, this has been amazing. Thank you for for reconnecting with us. And dude, just thank you for being you. You have been such a, a great person in my life, just helping me out all the time, constantly letting me come to the gym all the time. Uh, even when, when yeah, I'm of course. So thank you for that. How can our listeners connect with you? We've got a lot of people in Long Island that listen to the podcast as well. How can they, you know, sign up, join the movement, promote? Yeah, of course. The best way to find is just, I guess, Instagram would be the best way. It's Mike underscore E-C-L-I-S-I underscore Junior. That's my handle. That's you know the best way to reach out to me, and you know anything. All my all my other businesses are listed underneath there as well. So, cool, good stuff, Mike. Well, we'll be sure to pump this out to everyone we know, and I'm excited to see where this next next venture takes you, man. Awesome, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys and uh, great work. It's really awesome to see how far you guys have grown with this over the years, and you know everything on your social media as well. It's, it's awesome. So, appreciate awesome it. work. Thanks, man. Thanks, bro.